Sydney Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I am going to be talking about the candy corn controversy. Candy corn, love it or hate it? This is Randy, and last week I talked about the tricks in trick-or-treating. This week I will be talking about the treats in trick-or-treating. Oh, it's in the name. It's in the name. It's in the name. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about some creepy Halloween critters that we all know and equally love. (laughs) We'll see about that. We'll see about that, right? Our holiday happenings, we are so excited because we finally have gotten some cool fall, what, like really fall weather. Low humidity, lows in the 40s. In the early mornings. Doesn't matter. Still lives in the 40s. <laughs> Get like those bugs out of there. That's true. It's a little on the chilly side. <laughs> it highs in the in the 70s. And we've had that for uh, uh, several days. And it's going to go through all of next week and next weekend. So super excited about that. End of September is a nice time to um, have that happen. The leaves are just starting to turn on some of the leaves here in Northern Virginia. So it's all coming together perfectly. It is. (laughs) The perfect plan. Finally. (laughs) Yes. And we had a fun bonfire outside last night uh, out in our backyard with some friends. It unfortunately rained suddenly, which it wasn't supposed to do. So we had to, towards the end of it, come inside and spend the rest of the night, evening inside. But the bonfire itself was fun. Mm -hmm. It was very fun. People roasted marshmallows as we do. It was so dark out. It was very dark It was hard to see. For some, some have a harder time apparently seeing in the yeah, Because, well, Randy does a good job starting the bonfire earlier so that there are a lot of embers in there, which is perfect for marshmallows. But it's not like a big flaming bonfire that lights up the no, whole area. Right. So right. it was, and it was just a dark night. It was, was the moon not out? No, because it was uh, cloudy, which is why eventually it was able to rain, yeah. but... Yeah, so the moon wasn't out. Because if the moon was out, we could have seen clearly. And a lot of times that's true. The moon is out and it's a lot lighter on the yeah. side. So eventually, Eric and one of our friends brought a light out, which I forgot I had one of those somewhere. So Yeah, he said, <laughs> didn't I get you one of these for your birthday? And Red was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So the other fun thing we did was we got our mums and our pumpkins for our front porch. We mentioned before that we decorated the front porch. But we waited to get the mums and the pumpkins till the weather cooled down some because we didn't want them frying out there. Well, the fried pumpkin might be fine. Might be yummy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe deep fried good. rather than maybe sun fried. <laughs> That's true. Rather than just wilted. Yeah, rather than uh, <laughs> rot fried. So we got a bunch of those yesterday and set them up. So now we have like the Instagram spot in our front yard. Yeah. So, I feel like we to... should let people come. Exactly. As a photo op moment. If anybody wants to come over and take the Instagram moment in front of a. Fun Hallmark-looking front door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Me and the um, front porch, yep. Me and Noel were having a photo op just yesterday in yeah. front of it. So Did it was they super cute. provide a prop pumpkin spice latte that you can hold to? No, we should. We did not. Um, bring no. your own. Bring your own. No. PSL. Yeah, so that's very fun. And I really like it. Finished putting up my holiday lights as well in the yard. So, your fall lights. Yeah, my fall lights. Halloween decorations start going up next weekend since it's the first weekend of October. Yep. So don't kid yourself. Halloween decorations are already <laughs> no. Up. These are fall decor. Yep. That's, this is fall decor. Oh, you got fall lights outside. I do fall lights. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I have one thing. No, I have a couple things that are actually yeah Halloween lights. I've got a pumpkin that lights up. I've got a black cat that lights up. Okay, so. I think that they're all Halloween lights. I don't think they're advertised as fall lights. I think they're just being used as fall lights. No, I bought these specifically in the fall light section of the store, which is next to which but is separated from separate from the Halloween yes. section. Yes. So, so specific the fact way. that there might be a giant inflatable skeleton or pumpkin on top of them is unrelated. That's the Halloween section. So I, when I went up to the cashier, I said, "Are these fall lights or Halloween lights?" And they said, "Fall lights." So 
They were good. So oh, the teenager that... at the cashier's checkout <laughs> said, Paul Lights, man. It was probably like whatever. Man. <laughs> man. Look, oh, man. They're Paul Light. Do what you want. Be you. <laughs> was he? Wow. You walked up. He was like, Mahalo. <laughs> Maybe. So the other fun thing was while we were in the store buying our mums and pumpkins, I went over to the fall area which also is next to the Halloween era. Okay. Mm-hmm. And near that was a plethora of Christmas trees out with Christmas lights. So, wow. and that was in Lowe's. Yes. And then we went to Target. Right. And they had a big Christmas section going. Yeah, it was no longer just a teeny weeny corner. It's slowly creeping yeah. its way yeah. into the yeah. Halloween section. So, for as long as it took to get the Halloween stuff out, they are yeah. rapidly moving towards Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll be interested to see Man. how the Target near where I live works because so far, I think I've seen like a little bit of Christmas stuff, but it took them so long to get out the, all the Halloween stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little blip on their store radar. I yeah. know. And it's the second biggest holiday in yeah. uh, the U.S. Yeah. Well, and it's your favorite. I know. And that's the important Jeez. part. <laughs> it's Cole's favorite. Yeah. It's oh, my favorite. I do remember uh, I was before the podcast, I was saying, what did I want to say for holiday happenings? Because I had an idea. I had something in my head. Well, the other day it was in the morning. It was nice and cool, and but in the afternoon it got almost to the 80s. But still, there were tons of women in their cute fall clothes <laughs> insisting yep. on wearing them during yep. even the afternoon. Yep. Yeah. In Target, at work, just yeah. just all around in cute boots, cute at long sleeve outfit yes. because so. you have them there's yeah. so many cute plaids and sweaters that. and boots and oh yeah oh yeah the full hallmark experience ready mm-hmm. for the fall clothes something else i was thinking about with holiday happenings as you guys were talking in our front yard a long time ago we planted a maple tree because we live in the middle of a pine forest we we just really wanted a maple so wanted something we went, that would have leaf change. Right. Yeah. So we bought an autumn blaze maple. So it gets beautiful. But Brandy and I were out having an evening walk, as we do. And as we walked by on the ground was a gorgeous red and orange leaf just laying on the ground, being a token of fall. And then when I looked up into the tree, there we found, I think, one other. There was only one other so far. <laughs> But it's just a little precursor to what's to come. That's right. Another thing I was looking at was cute fall and Christmas pajamas. And I think this year what I might want to do, well, I'm looking to take action on it. Not just, oh, this would be a nice thing to do. But no, like actually actively looking for pajamas, a family pajama set that would include like owner and dog. So that me and Noel can match and maybe like take Chris, cute Christmas pictures. That would be so adorable. It would be. I can't even stand how cute that would be. Yeah. Well, any Christmas so. picture with Noel would be cute. It would. She is an adorable little thing. And she's got the name for it. Yes. She does. Yes. I always think it's gonna, it would be so nice to do matching Christmas pajamas, but we never did those when the kids were growing up. And apparently there's now a ban on them in my family. <laughs> that time has passed. <laughs> That's right. Move on. We're moving on. I don't wear, like, pajamas very much. So it would just be, uh, like, a useless kind of thing. Yeah. I, wear, like, I wear, like, clothes to sleep, not just like, <laughs> But you're not walking She's around. making faces at me. <laughs> You're not walking around in your pajama set. In my pajama set <laughs> yes. is what I'm saying. Yes. Is that if I had acquired those, right. it'd be a lot of useless kind of right. And it's great when people, Christmas. Some people love to wear pajama sets and even match because we see them all the time. Yep. We just have so, never done that, and we probably won't ever do it. So. Yeah. Probably not, but it'd be really nice to do for your mother and your wife. <laughs> uh, but let's just move on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Give that some you know, thought. it would have been, but that time has passed. So, speaking of moving on, speaking of moving on, I was in Florida this past week looking at houses. I was touring houses that we were interested in moving into, and we saw a few that we really liked. The problem with the the houses in Florida is that they go and they come and go so quickly, like yep, just like the rest right of the like they do. Yeah, and it's country. it's like one day. There were five houses available. The next day, those five houses were gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be a matter of out, like the hour in which yeah. you apply to a house. So I went to the first one, and we really liked it. So we applied to that house right away. And then I went and I toured the rest. 
because we could only have one application at a time. But the problem was there was another house, which was only a little more expensive, only a little more, meaning like only a hundred bucks more a month. So really not much more, which was like a thousand more square feet and was really nice, had really nice hardwood floor. So I was like, man, I wish we had just waited and uh, applied for the houses. But, you know, it's, it's all about risk assessment. The first one we applied to was really nice, but we didn't get that one because the HOA, so we got approved through the company. It's a company that owns pretty much all the houses down there. But then we have to get approved by the HOA too. And because we're three roommates and not a single family, they denied our application. Which is just so weird. Which, yeah, I've talked to several people about, and it's a little gray as far as you can kind of, you could file a discrimination suit against them oh, because yeah. of that. If you wanted if to you go wanted, there. Yeah. If you wanted to go there. But because of that, because we got denied for that one, we managed to find a much nicer one that I like a lot better. That's more space, nice hardwood floors. The other one had a carpet. Yeah. And we got, uh, we got our application in for that one. We talked to an agent. There's no HOA like specifications for it. We do still need to wait for the HOA green light. But as far as I can tell, there's nothing that should cause HOA denial to that house. So... As of now, we should have a house down in Florida, which is fantastic. So this is funny. The first house that I went to, there was a there was a little hoverboard on the floor. And as I was going through the rooms, there were some like towels and clothes and stuff just in the rooms. And I was figuring, okay, like maybe they left the clothes behind. But the agent that was talking was talking to my girlfriend Kelia afterwards was saying because these were all, these were all houses that you let yourself in. They were self tour houses. She was saying, "Oh, he was really lucky. There's a squatter in that house who's been violently terrorizing people. Who? Wow. Why didn't they tell you that? I don't know. Apparently, I got very lucky. Yeah. Um, I would have been. I was. I was talking to. Uh, oh my goodness, it's been a while since we've heard. Autumn on the podcast. Yeah, she spied the puppy there. Let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> um, but I was talking to, to Keely and her folks uh, about it. And I was saying that I would have been extra mad if the application, if I had gone and been attacked and the application got yeah, really failed, you know, because we weren't a family, I would have been like, I bled for this house. <laughs> I, had to, I had to fight for this house against an angry Florida squatter. Oh, yikes. Wow. So was they that the get same? sued, couldn't they? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they haven't been able to remove the squatter. Or at least war, yeah. War, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Well, hopefully next week we'll have positive news that you officially have it. That I officially have it. We know the dates and everything. Yep. Yeah. There are no squatters. You're right. So was that the same HOA that denied you? Is that the same neighborhood? No, no, it's oh, not okay. the same neighborhood. I was going to say because they should really just deny that squatter. They should, right? The squatter. Sorry, you're not a you're not a family. The squatter's a single family. So <laughs> I guess. Yeah. No, I was like, what's the what's this the Florida solution to get rid of squatters? Like, yeah. open the door, toss a gator in, and close it. And... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Speaking of gators, Cole showed me the place that they hopefully will get final confirmation on. And we zoomed out on Google Earth, and it's just surrounded by ponds. So four yeah, ponds, yeah, and four one, ponds nearby, and one like little forested area, right? Like in a, in a conservation area behind them, which is the also a swamp area. The neighborhood is surrounded, not his house. Is yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of opportunities to see gators. True. That's right. right. When you say my house is surrounded, it sounds like it's one of those like <laughs> creepy, like up on stilts, like Louisiana kind of yeah bayou houses. Right. That would be bad. And I forgot to mention the other fun fall thing that we've done is we've gotten some yummy candy corn mixed with peanuts. That is true. That is. And that's, I have been obsessing. Yeah, and that's the candy corn pumpkins that we've talked about, and the candy corn corns. Yes. Yeah. Um, when did we When did we start doing that? How did we come upon that combination? Do you remember? So I recall as a kid, my family did the candy corn salted peanut mix so i actually at some point had that as a kid and kind of grew up for i would say the later part of my years at home with my parents having that so i don't know when they started it 
but that uh, my first exposure to it was at home. And then when we were together and married, and I wanted to have candy corn and peanuts, I told you, I don't know if you remember this, but I told you I was going to mix it together, and you were super skeptical about the whole thing, and you wanted me to keep them separate so you could have candy corn or peanuts, and I had to convince you to try them together, and you thought, oh, they're fine, but then I think you grew to, to love them over time or enjoy yeah. it over time, Yeah. but at first you were pretty skeptical, and you weren't like overwhelmingly, oh, this is wonderful at first. You were much more like... It's fine. Mom kind of is thing. is cautious going into new experiences. Yeah, true. Like I remember, um, was it two days ago or three days ago? Uh, Kelia, it was her birthday, and she wanted to go out for sushi, mm-hmm. and we went out for sushi. And that was the first time you'd ever had it. Before. Right. Yeah. Raw fish. The concept of raw fish does not sit well right. with you. Exactly. It's kind right. of like frog's legs. I'm not going to try them. I don't want to. <laughs> but you liked it, okay? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and candy corn with peanuts, peanuts. is the is sushi to you. It's sushi. <laughs> sushi. Well, it doesn't sound familiar for me to have strong opinions like that. <laughs> so I'm not sure where that came from, Randy. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love this. The only way I eat candy corn now is with peanuts. Salted peanuts. Salted peanuts. Yeah, it has to be the salty and the sweet. Mm-hmm. And when I gather it up from the candy bowl dish yeah yeah in the candy dish with the spoon so that it's sanitary Mm -hmm. i always get a couple peanuts two or three peanuts to a candy corn that's the ratio i like but candy corn is one of those candies that is corn (laughs) it's corn (laughs) and there's a lot of controversy around it Mm -hmm. some people love candy corn some people hate candy corn. Yikes. You know, so you never know. You never know if your neighbor is a candy corn lover, candy corn hater. So why would somebody dislike candy corn? Can I ask the four of us, do all of us like candy corn? I love candy corn. Only with the peanuts. Okay. Mm. I like it with the peanuts. If, it, if, if there's no peanuts, I might eat one or two. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way. It's just, a, it's a very sweet flavor, and it has, you know, it has a nostalgic kind of flavor to it, a fall kind of flavor to it, which is fun, but it is super sweet to me, so I will only eat quantities of it if I have the mix with the peanuts. I So, really, as a, as a kid, I really, really didn't like it. The mix or otherwise. The, right, the mix or otherwise, because a lot of it was the texture was like a candle yeah. mm, to me, a and that's what I hear a lot. Yeah. 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 So, but I got over that. And I do enjoy them a lot. I do say I really, really like them. That doesn't mean I can eat a lot of them. Right. Or I want to eat a lot of them. Yeah. I really like them as, like, I could just have a bowl of candy corn in my house without the mixture. The mixture is better, I think. Yeah. But without the mixture and still enjoy walking by and picking one up every once in a while. Yes. That's a lot of sweets with me, though. I don't want to, like, eat a bowl of candy corn. It's just, it's a great pick-up-and-go kind of little snack. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, I can't eat the pumpkins with it. We have pumpkins and regular right. and candy corn. Right, the pumpkins are like the, it's a orange pumpkin with a little green stem that's yep. the candy. It's, it's the candy corn. height of the candy corn. But it's like but the massive four or three. Like a yeah. massive roundness to it. So. Right. That, there is no combination of peanuts that can counteract that for me. Yeah. So I can't But I like them because of, I guess, nostalgia and just kind of what they are. Like, they're these little pumpkins yeah. that are fun to, to bite into. Yeah. So so I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that, in general, we like candy corn. Yes. So to speak for the other side, maybe Cole from his childhood, where he mentioned the waxiness, right? Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily the experts on why people don't like it. But we have heard and read quite a bit about... The people that don't like right. it. We're aware of the literature of Right, and it's that combination of the waxiness or the sweetness that people don't like. Right. It can kind of be an abrasive sweetness because yeah. it's just, it's almost like it's not super flavorful. It's just yeah. sweet, like and a, it, very sweet. And it's the sweetness that's like in the back of your throat. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I put out a Facebook poll as well as... Um, I texted a bunch of people to try to get ideas about 
how many people love it, how many people hate it. So I was just calculating some more things that came in. Two of the people who gave feedback said it was like eating wax. One hated it, one loved it. So those responding to the poll? What's that? So those yes. responding to those the poll? Yes, responding to the poll. Okay. So it was funny because one said, I love it. I don't know why I like eating wax. Mm. So and the other one was like, I hate it. It's like eating wax. <laughs> so the flavor is actually a, it's a sweet flavor. It has sugar and syrup fondant, vanilla, just a sweet, it's just a very sweet flavor. It's very distinct flavor and it is very much associated with fall and specifically Halloween Mm -hmm. although it usually comes in bags a lot of times it doesn't come in individual packets to hand out to kids yes change this year we were at Target yesterday Sydney and I were yeah and I put it out to dad smaller packets of like I don't maybe 20 in a bag okay yeah yeah. All right. Just in I've case. I've only ever seen them in the big bags. Yeah, before. exactly. But so, it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Must have branched out. Yeah. So that is interesting. I was doing some research on this, why people love and hate it. Some people hate it because it's too sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it because it's not conducive to trick-or-treat things. I don't know why you'd hate a candy because of that. I that, hate that, that, candy. Makes, <laughs> that makes no sense. But... Um, one thing that kept coming up was that it's an old-fashioned treat. Yeah. It's been around since the late 1800s, literally. Been made since the late 1800s. It's very much an American treat. It's not something that has caught on worldwide, necessarily. And it's really distinctive to one one time of year. Like, I've seen, like, other versions yes. of candy corn, like, for Thanksgiving and other holidays. But it really is, like, focused on a very specific time of year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because, yes, I would say, though, the ones that they put out for Easter and for Valentine's Day just don't seem as popular. Like, I don't have any interest in getting candy corn other times of the year. Correct. Right? It's really not such a spectacular flavor that I'm going to go for Seek it. Seek it out. Unlike Reese's peanut butter egg, which I would like to have for every holiday. Right. Right. Speaking of which, Reese's peanut butter pumpkins around this time of year. Exactly. And then trees, yeah. the Christmas trees. So all of our Reese's fans, keep an eye out for those. That's right. Shout out for Reese's. Yeah, we did mention Kelia's birthday, and we got Kelia Halloween peeps because she One likes of the things we got her, Easter yeah. peeps. So we got her Halloween peeps and put a candle in it for her to blow yeah. out for her birthday. Yeah, we didn't do a full dessert because, like we said, we had just gotten sushi and we were very full right. after that. Yeah. So and also seasonally spooky. Yes. There birthday were, thing, yes. There were pumpkins, but there were also ghosts and monsters. Yeah, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Franken peeps. Franken peeps. So they were really cute. Yeah, they were adorable. But the fact is that some of them say it's waxy. Some of them say it's crumbly. The texture. Yes. She's weighing in. The texture is a lot of why people don't. <laughs> Noelle thinks this is true. What is she seeing? Nothing. Okay. I'm uh, seeing nothing. Okay. <laughs> and that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> so the texture is what people don't like about it. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing is that sweetness. It's so sweet. Yeah. So the peanuts, the salted peanuts, cut that sweetness some. Mm-hmm. And people like say it's tasteless. It's just sweet. And there, there is, I mean, if you taste it, there are other flavors in there. You can taste mm-hmm. vanilla, and uh, it, but it is very sweet. So... For my poll, I have found, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 15 people. When did you look at the uh, poll? Love it. 15 people love it, okay. Um, How recently? Like a minute ago. Why did more people? Maybe. It doesn't matter. Everybody so, comment that you like it. <laughs> I just did. So 15 people. Oh, you just <laughs> did? I just did. <laughs> That's so funny. 15 people said they love it. 11, so we're 16 now. 11, thank you. You know, I didn't I didn't count us in any of it. So I should, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we're people. We count. <laughs> okay, there. So 15, 16, 17. Okay, so 20 said they loved it. 11 said they hate it. Five were indifferent. One, and this is super sad, Loved it too much. Eight, 
a ton of it, got sick, now can't eat it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One who hates it has eaten it with peanuts at our house. Actually, really likes it with the peanuts. Oh. So they, in general, hate the candy unless it's with the pe- salted peanuts. At the moon's house. <laughs> you can do it yourself <laughs> and create your own. But it was funny because she's somebody that is a friend of mine, and I, I um, texted a bunch of people this morning, and she came back and said, hate it. And then, then there was a pause, and then she came back again and said, unless it's with peanuts. And then she had another pause, and I was like, didn't Randy put peanuts in his? <laughs> so, so for all of the controversy, love it, hate it, there's still 35 million pounds each year made. So somebody likes it out there enough to buy a ton of candy corn. So two years ago, I posted on the Holiday Moon's Twitter account that it was National Candy Corn Day. And I was at a conference in Florida when I did it. And suddenly during the conference, I just felt my phone buzzing because I had my notifications um, on mute. So they just buzzed, let me know. And it just started buzzing and it was buzzing like crazy during the conference when I was trying to, I'm like, what in the world? Is somebody calling me or somebody, something wrong at home? So I pulled it up and the National Candy Corn Day was actually trending between me and Hallmark for Twitter. Um <laughs> As National Candy Corn Day, because so many people were responding to the idea that it was National Candy Corn Day, and people were hating it or loving it, and just responding back and forth on Twitter. So that was like my only Twitter thing that I ever done that really like, like trended, trended like crazy. And it was kind of funny to to watch it go through the day. Yeah, and people were saying, "Why is there a national day for for such a horrible candy?" Right, and other people were like, "Oh, I love it," you know. So yeah. it was it was fun. And there's definitely a mix of like 50-50 people love it, people hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is funny because the people that hate it seem to really hate it. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a hatred there. there it's definitely. not, it's, there's very few. It's not like, oh, I just don't prefer it. Right. It's like, no, I despise it. It yeah. hurt me in a way that is difficult to describe. I know. I talked to somebody and I, I was like just walking down a hallway with them. I said, candy corn, love it or hate it. And they were like, ew. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of feeling. Yeah. National Candy Corn Day is October 30th this okay. year. Okay. So um, ask your, um, I was going to say your cellmates, but your um, <laughs> your fellow employees, your peers, your family, uh, or your cellmates, your what they think of candy corn. That's Love right. it or hate it, and let us know where that goes. Because even within a family, you could have a mix. You can. Of people That's that true. love it. Just like it. candy corn and peanuts, you can yeah. get a, a fun mix of That's right. sweet and salty. (laughs) Good one. Yeah, I think candy corn is just one of those treats, like you said, that has that fall feeling to it. Just like the Rice Krispie Treats. We had the Rice Krispie Treats last night at the campfire for the bonfire. Um, Trish made them. Right. So those were very fun. So I'm going to talk about treats in trick-or-treating, but I'm not going to talk about the candy. We talked about candy before. I think last year, Cole actually did a state-by-state review of the favorite of candies. Of which candies, yeah. Yeah, were um, popular. So not the candies in the treats, but more like uh, the either the homemade or the food around the holiday. So for instance, Beth and I often go, and Sydney has gone, and Cole has gone too, to the Andersons for Halloween night to hand out candy since they live in a big neighborhood and we live kind of out in the boonies. Um, so Trish always makes chili, for that evening, right? So I so chili to me is one of those foods that reminds me of fall and winter, but you know, fall as you get into the colder times of year, right? So that's one of those foods. Or tomato soup. Tomato soup's another great example. Yes. Um, when I was growing up, a homemade treat that we got for trick-or-treating was popcorn balls. <gasps> I love them. So what are popcorn balls, Beth? Popcorn balls are balls of deliciousness that somebody <laughs> made and popcorn sticks to it, but it's not it's not like too sticky like um caramel corn it doesn't like it's not that kind of um sweetness it's like a subtle sweetness at least so the ones that i have is it like a central sticky thing that no. popcorn is no you coat the you pop the popcorn mm-hmm. and then you coat it with a light coating of the sticky syrupy kind of sweetness 
and then you hand push them together yeah. into a ball. Okay. So the funny thing is that is that the the popcorn balls, legend has it, were formed naturally back in 1874 when some extreme weather in Nebraska caused some corn to pop right in the fields. Then heavy rains made sorghum syrup leak right out of the canes and flow on the popcorn, resulting in a layer of sweetened balls of popcorn. Okay, that that is. There's no actual visual evidence of right? this, but but legend has it that that okay. is where the first popcorn balls were created. Legends are interesting. <laughs> they are interesting, aren't they? Yeah. So some other things: Rice Krispie treats, popcorn balls that you may think of when you think of. Halloween and treats is apples. So you think of yes. caramel apples. Yes. And you think of candy coated, the, the harder red coating of apples. Candy right? apples. Uh -huh. Candy apples, right. So have you guys ever done bobbing for apples? Not for the candy one, but just pure apples. Yes. No. Nope. That no. has I long gone in this recent generation as well. Yep, with that COVID. was before our time. Yes, and it will never come back probably again. Nope. Well, but it was with COVID. Yeah. Exactly. Since COVID, yeah. It, it but very germs were, we, I didn't like it anyway for germs for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you think of like even the classic Charlie Brown cartoon where the dog is in the water, right? <laughs> where, the, where they're bobbing for apples and they come up holding the apple. And, yeah. you know, I, you think about that being like, ew, <laughs> that's kind of gross. But it was very popular in the medieval times kind of waned in popularity and then it came back actually in the colonial times especially in new england it became very popular i know for me i grew up going to parties that had bobbing for apples that was a regular thing and they're actually very difficult to they catch are an apple. they are you have to push it against the side of the tub in order to get to get traction or the bottom but that's that's a lot of Commitment. Distance. <laughs> That's right. wanting that apple. Right. So the interesting thing to me was there's a lot of history with apples and apples connected to abundance, right, in history mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in other religions and things like that. So often the apple thing at Halloween was related to a girl getting married, right? So there was this for a period of time, it was thought that the first girl to get the apple would be the next person to get married. Oh, for apple bobbing? Yes. That's interesting. There was also the thought that if a girl peeled the apple in one long peel, so they got a knife and they were able to make the apple outside peeled in one long strand, if they threw it over their shoulder, it would land in the shape of the first letter of her future husband's first name. Good grief. Yes. So always an O or a C. Or G. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, it could be kind of weird shapes, right? I guess it could, it could spin around to like an S, maybe. Another uh, one was that if the girl put the bobbed apples she was able to get under her pillow and slept on those bobbed apples, she would see her future husband in her dream. Oh, that's that's interesting. So back, Johnny Appleseed. Back to the letter thing. I was just thinking anyone with a W in their name is just like shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least according to this very specific. Right, according to this very Apple specific practice, which I think we should bring back. It seems very reasonable. <laughs> yes. So some interesting, there's some other ones too about like mirrors and like seeing your um, future spouse's face in the mirror if you eat the apple. A lot of things about you, spouse. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Bobbing for and apples and apples. Places. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of stalker just kind of. <laughs> it, it is interesting. And it is interesting too because with all the witchcraft and everything, like this doesn't count as. Right any of that no, which just, is hilarious and next week i'm going to talk about how other countries actually celebrate the whole trick-or-treat experience but mm -hmm. i did find that there are many countries that have a treat that they enjoy as part of the halloween all hallows eve for instance uh in the uk they have something called bonfire toffee that they they enjoy eating it's a uh, sweet that's made from black treacle butter and sugar and it's like a really dense sticky sweet that you chew on, it sounds like what's well, one of those kind of candies that gets stuck in your teeth along the way. And then you yeah. pull your teeth apart and makes it like a little yeah, exactly kind of sound. right. They really like that, but they also some parts of the UK really like the soul cakes mm. as well. Yeah, and I remember them. Yeah, so th those cakes they're baked in a variety of ways and shapes, but they commonly are flavored with cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg, and dotted with plump, juicy raisins and currants. Now I'm confused. A plump, juicy raisin. 
Now, isn't that just a grape? <laughs> it's an old grape. <laughs> it's an old grape. Before it comes to raisin. Yeah, I was like, is the point of raisins that they're not supposed to be plump and juicy? Good, good point, Cole. <laughs> but these are our call. Well, I'll have to take that up with the UK if That's we have any exactly listeners right. from the UK who are aware. Yes. That raisins are supposed to be dried and shriveled. <laughs> right, right. If they're different, maybe. Now, in Mexico, they have this soft, sweet bread known as pan de muerto. Which is actually eaten on the Day of the Dead, which is the the day, the next day, is it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's like November day of the dead this year. 1st or something like that. 1st through, yeah. So, another day. Day Muerto would be of death. Right. Right, it's Pan de Muerto, so it's the bread of death, I guess. So. Yeah, which makes sense because it's Halloween. It's, it's the all, what is their Day of the Dead? Uh, right? November 1st. Yeah. Through second. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. Right, so they, they make it for those days, and you can see it's like a fluffy bread that has a lot of round nodules on the sides of yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so it kind of looks fun. And it is flavored with orange flower water, aniseed, or some other delicious spices can be added with sugar for taste, you know, depending on how you like it. Now in Ecuador, they make these cute little bread people called guaga de pan. Which Aww. means bread babies. They are they're, cute. They're sweet rolls shaped and decorated into doll-like figures and are a big part of their Day of the Dead tradition in parts of South America. And it's generally wheat and filled with sticky jelly, basically. So it's a jelly-filled one. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, it's funny because a lot of these are bread that they like to eat as part of their Halloween tradition. In Italy, they have, for All Souls Day, they have a bread called Fave de Morte. Uh, which uh, means beans of the dead or bones of the dead. They're made from almonds and are liberally covered with sugar to taste, basically, how sweet you like it. And they're little cookies made with broad beans, but this main ingredient has changed to almonds over time. But that's why they're called uh, beans of the dead. In Ireland, they have barmbrack bread that they like to have on Halloween. And it is uh, like a typical bread that has plump raisins in it as well. And it goes well with tea. So, I think over in the UK, Ireland area, they just really enjoy plump raisins, Cole. Mm-hmm. And then the last one in Spain, they have these little things called saint's bones, huesos de santo, which are tubes of soft and nutty marzipan rolled to resemble bones and filled with either coconut, strawberry, kiwi, nougat, or sweet potato. They can also put chestnut in it and other exotic flavors. But they are very colorful. Oh, wow. And... Um, they're uh, rolled so the outside kind of looks like bones or ribbed, and then the inside has the filling. Mm-hmm. So uh, lots of fun foods, treats that people like to eat as part of Halloween in the next day, the, the Day of the Dead. Yeah, make sure that they don't get uh, taken. If you see them scuttling across the floor, then they may be uh, being stolen by uh, like a little Halloween critter of, <laughs> of some kind. Oh, so who knows what kind of creepy crawly could be taking your holiday treats, um, but I'm going to be talking about uh, just a few today. I think there's there's a few big ones, big like kind of animal creatures that people think of when they think of Halloween. What what comes to mind? Werewolf, Frankenstein, Goblin, Dracula. Okay. Okay, stop. <laughs> creepy critters. Oh, goblins. Oh, 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 oh. Like zombies. So, so I'm going to oh, be talking, talking about cats, bats, and spiders today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actual critters, not fictional. Yes. Yes, gotcha. Actual critters. I did say spiders. You did say spiders. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought that that was more Friendly. clear. Uh, than <laughs> we were on a roll. We were excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, just keep guessing. <laughs> so starting off with black cats. I mean, black cat has been a symbol of bad luck and really commonly used uh, Halloween decorating symbol, too. Mm-hmm. It has a bit of an evil reputation uh, going as far back as the Middle Ages. Of course. During that time, black cat was often associated with witches, witchcraft, or even the devil himself. The black cat was often thought to be the witch's familiar or sidekick. Those were definitely not considered a good thing. Uh, especially when witches were not in good favor and were being taken to the, the gallows or the stake. Uh, and black hats were sometimes thought to be gifts to witches from Satan. Oh, that's funny. 
uh, and others thought that they go as far as to the devil would go as far as to disguise himself as black cats. I didn't know that the devil was so generous. In I know, I know. Is that his love language? I know. I haven't given <laughs> devil hasn't given me any cats. I don't think the devil has a love anything. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, but we have had several black cats over the years, and yes, we can, we love we can them. say that they are not bad luck as far as we know. One did attempt to kill Dad. That's true. Oh, no, she, she knocked down an ornament so and it landed was, next to him. So he was on the main floor here, and she was up on the second floor landing. And he heard a crash and looked down next to him, and there was a broken ornament. And he looked up, and she was looking over <laughs> the the edge of the, the second floor landing. And the expression on her face was obviously... Rats, I missed. <laughs> or, was, uh, look at that, I crashed something. No. Attempted, no, no. attempted murder. It was. Uh, she's gotten wise and has never tried again, and that's Onyx, who I've talked about on the podcast before. She is um, gorgeous. She is a long-haired black cat with bright green is. eyes. She's very pretty. Yeah. Um, how do you guys like using black cats as Halloween decorations? Is that a, are you a big fan of it? I've never minded because it's just always been a symbol of Halloween. Mm-hmm. What I mind is, you know, people getting right. black cats for Halloween and then abandoning them and things oh, like that. Yeah. And yeah, I do God. know that some um, humane societies will refuse to uh, adopt out black cats during Halloween for good reason. But no, like, I, I like um, cat decorations because I like cats. Right, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider them forces of evil or anything. If anything, I, I remember reading an article saying that black cats, uh, I think, potentially, like, are better at warding off diseases or something like that. I did read so, that, too. Yeah, yeah so that was that interesting. Too. Yeah, a lot of your kids' Halloween books that we read to you, you guys were young, yeah. have, usually have a black cat like associated with them. Because we did yeah. really like cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we still do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> True. We have you heard probably heard Autumn on the podcast earlier. Yes, That's right. Um, yelling. That's right. As she is wont to do. As yep. Yeah. So one of the other, you know, I think of the like three iconic kind of Halloween critters, the least liked is the spider. Spiders. Oh, I was gonna say something else. Now it's the spider. So spider. What is it about this spindly? web weaving creature they're disgusting that goes out perfectly with halloween they're so, creepy yes yeah, so they're they're creepy arachnophobia is very common but what other elements of spiders besides just people not liking them do you think make good halloween decorations people not liking them but they make them big so they really don't like them it's true and the web is really but unique to them. I mean, if you think about it, what are Halloween settings? They're crypts, they're haunted houses, they're things that are old right. and degraded over time. That's And those things are yeah. filled with spider webs. Yeah. So spiders are fantastic as a Halloween decoration because the web doesn't have to have a spider on it. So it, True. a lot of Halloween is like building up like atmosphere and dread and just seeing the spider webs around and not seeing the spiders is great for building up that atmosphere and dread yeah um and spider webs that you buy are so cheap and they're great decorations <laughs> yes, they because are. you can just string them out and they don't even look like spider webs really but, but you know like, what they're supposed you to you know be. what they're supposed to be and yeah. your mind interprets it yeah. in that way so they are a lot of fun they do add that spooky element <sighs> Yeah, and spiders have been viewed as a bit of a like a mystical, supernatural creature for a while in a lot of different cultures. Giant spiders have been very common in like mythologies around the world. Giant spider, oh, that doesn't sound good. And in some <laughs> cases, reality. Keep it in mythology. So, and in some cases, reality, such as Australia. <laughs> yes, right. They have they have big ones. They have huge ones. They huge do. spiders there. That is true. I'm on uh, Halloween Express here, and they've got a great little snippet about bats, which are really fun. And bats are kind of... So people te- seem to like the cats, mm-hmm. hate the spiders, and the bats are the wild card. Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't find very many people that say, I love spiders. Right. There are some out there. Right. But not many. Yeah, So, but there are some people that are like, I love like putting up little bat decorations. Right. And some people are like, I hate bats. I can't right. stand yeah. them. Yeah, it definitely is one where you see there's more people that understand the benefits of bats 
and can see them as right. cute because they have fur on them. They don't have right. like scary eight legs and teeth and yeah. all those eyes. eyes. And a bunch yeah. of eyes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So what does the innocuous little flying rodent have to do with Halloween anyway? Again, this is from Halloween Express. Like many other traditional Halloween symbols, the bat's history with Halloween goes back deep into the ancient days. Long before Halloween was Halloween and the ancient Celts were celebrating the holiday known as Samhain, one of their festivities happened around great bonfires. Bonfires were built to dance around, but were also part of the animal sacrifices that were made to the pagan gods of the Celts. Bonfires, of course, naturally attract a lot of bugs. So at night, all kinds of different bugs would be flying around towards the top of the big bonfires. And the local bat population was clearly not dingbats, <laughs> and they saw an opportunity to make a feeding frenzy. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and they took advantage of that opportunity. The bats came out to eat the bugs, and it was as simple as that. Because like we talked about, Solon was kind of the introduction of Halloween. So if you think about it being, uh, you know, part of this ancient Celtic culture, lighting your fire, not necessarily putting two and two together and coming up with four... You know, you're sacrificing something to your, your god, and you look up, and there's just, like, swarms of bats flying right. around. So that could be a very a very menacing atmosphere. Bats, too, are interesting because they're kind of one-of-a-kind little thing because they're these flying rodents. But they're... You can see why they caught on in terms of Halloween appearance. Because yeah. they're... they're like their mostly wings, black, right? black and brown. Yeah. Um, their wings are like these these ribbed wings that you can see. Right. Yeah, they hang. They have dark down. eyes. They are. Yeah. You can easily hang them from places. And they oftentimes are also associated with like abandoned buildings and things like right. that. Right. But one of the big things that took that made bats sort of soar in terms of like creepiness, I guess is when Spanish explorers discovered vampire bats in the 17th century, mm. and the bats' association and reputation uh, became much darker at that point. Gruesome and very embellished tales of these blood-drinking creatures were passed on and retold. Uh, and the truth is, this particular variety of bats does indeed eat the blood of livestock and various animals, lapping it up like a little kitten would lap up a saucer of milk. Okay, hmm. that's trying to put a good spin on that. Yep. Rumors of vampires and other vampire-like nocturnal monsters had already been running amok back in the ancient days. And new, especially with the discovery of the New World, new kinds of rumors of different monsters were going back to the, the Old World. So, you know, they, they came and they saw an actual living, breathing animal that exhibited the morbid behavior that was appalling to these very generally superstitious people right so it was almost like affirming some yeah. of the like the legends that they you know grew up kind of maybe kind of believing maybe not believing and now they see these things it's kind of so, evidence for yeah them. legends of uh of swarming hordes of vampire bats attacking people kind of like uh how the legends of uh, piranhas got much bigger than the actual piranhas actually pose very little threat to people right but in the same way, then, Bram Stoker wrote his infamous horror classic, Dracula. Yeah. And the connection was forever solidified yeah. as Dracula could disguise himself as a vampire bat. Yeah. So I think all those different elements, beginning with Samhain and Dracula was like the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Good one. In terms of uh, bats being a, a uh, Halloween... Icon, and I think of those three, bats are my favorite Halloween icon. They're just something that is really fun and easy to kind of hang bat decorations above. I do really like spiders. I actually think I have more uh, spider and bat things than cat things. I've already got a black cat. Like you have an actual like one, so. a living right. I iconic uh, Halloween symbol. Yep, yep, who gets me up every morning and screams because she wants <laughs> her special food. Yeah. But what, what about you guys in terms of... Decorations. Which of those three do you think you would put in your houses? Which do you like best? I feel like I know which ones you like best, but... I would not put spiders in my house. Yep, that's what I figure. I don't like spiders in my house at all. Yep. Regardless of that, whether they are alive or decorations. Mm -hmm. 
I don't put bat decorations up just because I don't do... I think of them more along along the kind of scary Halloween line. Mm-hmm. Cats are f- fine. I'm trying to remember our Halloween decorations. Yeah, I was going to say, I, w- I wanted to hear what you thought was reality. Oh, you know what, though? <laughs> we do have some little bat things, we I think. We do, because They're the Haunted so Mansion cute. has bats in them, and we have yeah. a lot of Haunted Mansion decorations. So True. we actually do have several bats. We don't have a lot of either, but we have more bats than we have either of the other two because of the because Haunted of Mansion. Because of the Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. yes. In Disney, in Magic Kingdom, Disney World. Yes. I forgot about them. I could see bats, cats, and never spiders. <laughs> yeah. How about like a squash spider for no. your doormat? No. What about one of those ones that's just like a little oval with like a smiley face and eyes and then like little like legs coming out? No. I will say the only spider I've ever liked is Lucas. Oh, Which I is a little s- animated spider. He is so cute. I would totally squish him with a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, stay away from Sydney. In an instant. He's so cute. He's not. Um, so let us know what your opinions are. Uh, maybe bats aren't quite as controversial as candy corn. But do you, do you like them or do they still kind of creep you out? Another thing, and I forgot to mention this during the holiday happenings, was a couple of weeks ago, uh, DC... Hell, I've, I've mentioned Holly before on the podcast, the, the Festival of Colors, most commonly done over in India. And DC on September 19th held a Festival of Colors, a Holly celebration. And it had me scratching my head a little bit because uh, my roommate said, hey, they, they had this thing. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I paused and I thought to myself, isn't Holly in March? And then I Googled to double check. And yes, it is in. it was on March 19th. So I was not sure why this was held. Maybe it was because it was COVID that they held it so late. But if any of our listeners know why they held a holiday celebration in September when the actual festival in India was on the 19th of March, please let us know. I would love to know that. There's not much information online about it. And you can contact us in many ways with that information. Um, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at holiday underscore moons. On Instagram, we're at holiday moons. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Those would be good places to share that information. You can find us by searching holiday moons in the search bar, or you can email us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. But I did forget to mention our future festivities are for the week of October 11th. October 11th is Columbus Day which is a federal holiday in the United States. It's also uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, exactly. October 12th is Old Farmer's Day, not Young Farmer's Day. <laughs> October 13th, National Train Your Brain Day. October 14th, National Dessert Day. October 15th, National I Love Lucy Day. October 16th, Department Store Day. October 17th, Wear Something Gaudy Day. So for Sydney, Beth, Randy, and Cole. Happy Halloween and bats and spiders and bats and cats and things. Thank you.